Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul White. It's the second day of September. It's the first Saturday of the month of September here in the United States. It's Labor Day weekend. I hope and pray you have a safe time, an enjoyable time, a relaxing time as we all sort of close down the summer, turn the page, get ready for the leaves to change, the weather to shift, uh, especially uh, going the opposite way of the heat here in the Northern Hemisphere, heading towards uh, a little cooler weather. It's exciting times. I want to talk about the message that's coming up tomorrow, and then we're going to jump back into Mark chapter 15. I'm very proud of the message you're going to hear tomorrow. It's not a word I use very often in relation to messages, and so I'll try to explain. It comes to you from the Oasis Church in Wysox, Pennsylvania. This was a Sunday morning, the final service of a four-service weekend. The last three weeks, you've watched the first three messages. We've aired for you the sermons from Wysox and then two from Binghamton, New York. Shepherd within the psalm, this is eternal life, one in Christ. And then on Sunday morning, we went back to Wysox. We preached the final sermon. Uh, and then Natasha and I drove through an absolute torrential rainstorm from from Pennsylvania to Scranton to catch a flight to Atlanta that was about an hour and a half or two hours delayed because when we got to the airport the rain hadn't let up it only got worse and so all everything was grounded due to lightning and that was the kind of day we had but before that part of the day began I preached the sermon you'll hear tomorrow and the reason I'm proud of it is because it's it's titled Another Jesus. And, of course, that phrase comes from the Apostle Paul, 2 Corinthians 11, where he talks about them being deceived as the serpent deceived Eve and that they would follow another Jesus. I've made that statement a lot in my ministry. Another Jesus another gospel. Paul uses another gospel in Galatians 1. But in all of my years, I've never really dug in in one sermon as to how to spot another Jesus. And one of the reasons that I hadn't done that is because I I had not really had a revelation of how to clearly spot it. I, I looked at it like, You see the Jesus you see, and you're open to error in that because you put your own filter on him. And so what we really just have to do is trust the Holy Spirit that we're seeing the right Jesus. Well, I use that sort of talk at the beginning of the message to let you know that you do run the risk of seeing Jesus the way you want to see him. But I, by really watching closely and taking my own advice of reading the context, I think I landed on, within the same chapter, Paul's description of what the people who were following these other ministers, what those other ministers were doing to them. In that, I think Paul's showing you what another Jesus looks like. And so that's where this sermon goes, basically into five points from Paul's 11th chapter that shows what will happen if you 
listen to, follow, and watch another Jesus. And I'll give you a heads up. It sounds very much like what Jesus warns them of in John 10, 10, 10. And so if you know Jesus' statement there, you'll get a good idea about what another Jesus would look like through Paul's message of 2 Corinthians 11. This sermon was a lot of fun. The crowd was excited. They really pulled some good stuff out. And I, I'm proud of the way this one landed. I hope you enjoy it. It's called Another Jesus. And you'll find it right here, wherever you listen to the DDP. You'll get the audio version of it. If you want video, there was video provided through this through the church. And we post that to our website at paulwhiteministries.com, our Paul White Ministries Facebook page, and of course our YouTube channel, which if you've never visited, please do subscribe. PWM, look for our ministry logo and subscribe and you'll get a little something every day that we try to drop video-wise. Okay, I don't have a lot of time. I've talked to you a little much today, but I do want to comment on this, the final part of the soldiers mocking Jesus from Mark 15, verse 19. They struck him on the head with a reed and spat on him. Bowing the knee, they worshiped him. And when they had mocked him, they took the purple off and put his own clothes on him and let him out to crucify him. I'm going to close down this this portion. I talked to you yesterday about purple being expensive. What I didn't do is really emphasize the crown of thorns um, because it, it holds a spiritual connotation for us as believers. Jesus bore the crown of thorns on his way to the cross, but the first time thorns are mentioned in the Bible are in the Genesis account. After Adam sins, the Bible says in Genesis 3.17 that the ground was going to produce thorns and thistles and make it difficult for Adam. So the thorn becomes representative of the curse. For Jesus to go to the cross with a crown of thorns, he has taken upon him the curse that's against the earth. So Jesus not only goes to the cross to shed blood for us who have sinned, he goes to the cross to redeem the earth, to buy back the planet, to literally lift everything in himself. The soldiers use the crown to ridicule the idea that Jesus is a king, but because you and I know the whole story, we actually see that the the crown is Jesus as a king over whatever is cursed on the earth, in the earth, and in us. And they they hail him, H-A-I-L. And that hail uh, is a salutation and, a, and an homage, but it's a, it's a mockery. And so the, the world in its cursed form mocks who this Christ is. And yet you and I, as the redeemed, understand there's something else happening there. We will see the king on the cross through Mark's lens tomorrow. We'll see you then. God bless.